This is uh, the Outdoor and Wildlife Program here on Radio Islam International. And this morning we are speaking to um, Raina Shumf, um, a marine uh, conservationist uh, that had survived uh, being caught in the jaws of a whale. And this was uh, way back in uh, uh, 2019. We're going to be speaking about uh, that experience as well as um, uh, being a, a marine conservationist uh, where uh, did that all start and the passion for that as well. Raina, good morning and uh, thank you so much uh, for joining us on Radio Islam International. Good morning, Mohammed. Thank you very much for having me. It's a pleasure. Thanks so much for your time, Raina. Lovely talking to you as well. To the listeners, yeah, we're talking about the whale story. Any questions you have, send it to us on the WhatsApp number 072-786-1548 or call us alternately on the number 011-854-1548. Yes, congratulations as well. Uh, Rainer, you were made Citizen of the Year in South Africa and yeah, you won quite a bit of prices as well. Thanks for that. Um, <laughs> Let's talk a little about your ordeal, your unforgettable experience. You were snorkeling off the coast of Port Elizabeth when you ended up in the mar- in the path of a bride's whale. It opened its jaws and engulfed you head first. Tell us about this unforgettable ordeal and experience. Rainer? It is indeed. It is indeed unforgettable. Um, well, what happened was uh, we, we are, as you mentioned already, two operators. And uh, we conduct marine tours um, in different parts of the world. And one of our main focuses is the sardine run, not only in South Africa, but also on the Azores. Um, and the sardine run in South Africa in particular, obviously, is attracting a lot of tourism um, and film crews from the film industry to uh, basically produce um, documentaries. So this is what happened in that uh, period in 2019. We had a photo shoot. And we went out uh, from the Port Elizabeth Harbour. We were about 30 nautical miles away from it. Um, as we found some action. And action was uh, then diving birds and fish on the surface. Fish on the surface um, in that particular case was um, sardines and red eyes. And uh, it happens so that the sardines are swimming in the water and then predators like dolphins or whales or sharks or birds come and they chase those um, fish to the surface and that um, case they are forming a so-called bait ball and this is what the film industry is after to see the bait balls because the fish is losing one dimension and they cannot escape out of the water on the ball and then the predators can feed on so we found one of those balls and basically wanted to decide whether it is worthwhile filming and photographing or not so I got off the boat in the water with two security snorkelers and I approached that void ball um, visually and looked and as I looked down suddenly from behind it got dark okay yeah Ryan, tell us uh, about that experience like uh, when did you realize uh, what was happening what did you feel um, as this whole thing uh, played out well <clears throat> there wasn't much time for feeling or for uh, concentrating on what's happening, it was uh, very much only instinct to that. So my first thought was, okay, something big. It can't be a shark because I can still think. So it can only be a whale. And my next thought was, well, if it's a whale, it's most likely a brutal whale. We didn't see any before that moment, but um, often they are around the sardine birds. So I had not been aware that there was one. However, um, it could only be one. And uh, then my next thought was that obviously it cannot swallow me because I am too big for it. The throat 
a real whale only takes about a fish size of a lower arm. So I was I would say from that perspective. However, normally when they gulf for the fish um, and their mouth is full, the throat extends. This is where it was in, in the throat. And then the whale dives down to push out the water through the baleen and then swallow the fish. So my thought was um, the whale will definitely uh, dive down and where we were, it was about 80 meters deep. So I braced myself for a long dive. However, the whale obviously showed extreme sensibility and sensitivity and realized instantly that something was wrong and something in his mouth was too big. And obviously the whale doesn't want to hurt itself, nor me. And uh, then realized, okay, that thing must get out of me. And he sped me out on the surface. Mm. And then dove on with the fish in his mouth um, and disappeared. And uh, the fact that if you look at a brooder whale, the, the brooder whales get about 15 to 17 meters in length. Yeah. And they weigh about 15 tons. And only the head of a whale is about three tons. So I got out of there without even a blue spot. I had nothing. It was absolutely wow. fine. We obviously were very confused. We swam to the boat. We checked if, if the security snorkelers were all right, if I was all right, if the camera was all right, because I had a camera in my hand. And after that, because the situation was ongoing, just the whale had disappeared, uh, like 10 minutes later, we were back in the water and conducting the production. Okay. Oh, so you went back after that? You got to the boat and after that whole ordeal, you went back into the water? Well, I'm a professional. <laughs> yeah, that's certainly surprising. Wow, <laughs> Rainer. So basically, what you're saying is that uh, your biggest fear was not being completely being swallowed by the whale, but your worry was that you're going to be pulled down into the deep, deep ocean. Correct. Yes. I mean, um, you can only hold your breath for so long, and if you really would have dove down to whatever 60 meters, um, in in theory, you can survive that. Practically, you have to prepare yourself to to dive down for that, and and obviously have a lot of air in your lungs. And since I was on snorkel and didn't expect a situation like that, um, I probably would not have made it if he went down to 60 meters. Yeah. What was it like inside? Well, dark. And since I had goggles on, which is um, like a, a scuba diving mask, uh, the, the nose is covered, so I couldn't smell. So I don't have much um, memory of the inside, but it was just black. Certainly uh, a really uh, fascinating uh, experience and one that I'm sure you would remember uh, for uh, the rest of your life. But, uh, just hearing about it, I, uh, <laughs> I would be scared to go back into the water after that. But like you said, you've continued uh, with that there. Uh, so tell us uh, about uh, being a, a marine conservationist. Where did this all start and uh, where did the passion for this also start? Well, that's an interesting question. Well, in, in principle, um, as, as you probably uh, already mentioned, um, I'm, I'm an inlander. I'm from Germany originally, so I actually grew up far away from the sea. But the sea always attracted my attention, and eventually I was able to convert my passion into my job and into my livelihood. And uh, once uh, we, we realized how diverse and how fragile the marine environment is, um, I started to take images and footage and show to the world how special it is. So as you mentioned in the introduction, uh, we got like a Kudu Award, we got the Citizenship of the Year in Port Elizabeth. 
And all that came about from some productions we did about Venice um, in the Algoa Bay and around the Eastern Cape, uh, where we basically showcased what is at stake if the industry, the shipping, um, the seismic testing and so forth goes on, and what actually could be damaged and harmed um, if there is no precaution taken. Um, Also, we all depend on the sea, and as a matter of fact, we know more about the surface of the ocean than we know about the bottom of the sea. So there's still a lot of work to do, and we might have all the answers which we have now in terms of energy, in terms of electricity, oil, whatnot. We might have already the solutions in front of us, we just don't know about them because it hasn't been explored. Okay. Raina, with regards to you know your your dry, your diving etc. In a, in a joint venture, reading about yourself with SSI, it's believed that uh, you guys arranged the training and financing for two two hundred South Africans to become open water divers. What does this entail, sir? Um, that was also a while back, but it's uh, nice you pick up on that. Yes, I mean my idea about um, that training and uh, the the actual fulfilment of the training was that. You can only protect what you know. Yeah. So unfortunately, in South Africa, there is a huge number of people who will never be able to afford to go to the sea or go onto the sea and really experience. So the aim was to find 200 students which in future would be able, in their future jobs, whether it's in government or private companies or wherever, have understanding on how the sea works. Yeah. And and only if you know how the sea works, you would be able to protect. So we cooperated with a couple of uh, diving schools all over South Africa, and they selected the potential students, and uh, we were lucky to receive financing from overseas um, to conduct those trainings. And uh, as you mentioned, we managed to train in total about 200 scuba divers to become open water divers and understand the sea of, of all colors and beliefs and religions and whatnot. So, so it was very, very mixed, like, like the Rainbow Nation South Africa. Yeah. All right, you said something very important, uh, Rainer, with regards to that, you know, you've got to know how the sea works. And only if you know what's below the surface of the water can it be understood and protected. I think very important point. To the listeners, we're talking to Rainer. Uh, he became famous around the world after being photographed inside the mouth of a bride's whale during the sardine run. Uh, any questions, directly to us on 072 All right, coming back to the incident, uh, Rainer. Uh, it, was, it was the incident, the entire incident lasted a few seconds but i'm sure it must have felt like an eternity to yourself well i haven't experienced eternity yet so um, it's difficult to judge but um it it was it was quick but if you remember it 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 feels much longer than it really was um but the the main thing was uh, what actually happened after that and and how we we learned about that experience and what to do about it you know, just a thought coming to my mind that if uh, that was a shark, uh, you would have been in two, Reina. <laughs> yeah, at least. <laughs> That's the point, yeah. Um, fortunately, it wasn't a shark, but in principle, none of the marine animals, neither sharks, nor whales, nor dolphins, nor whatever else out there, is actually trying to harm us in, in the environment. Um, if 
if you stick to the example of the Sardine Run, it's very comparable to the biggest migration uh, on land, which is the um, um, Masai Mara migration with the gnus, the wildebeest, and the zebras. Yeah. So they cross the rivers, and everybody has pictures in their head how the crocodile takes the animals and how the lions wait on the side of the river. So pretty much, if you convert that into the sea, this is what what's happening to the sardines. And uh, there are so many obstacles and predators hunting and hurting the sardines that we are still able to go in the water unharmed and watch this because the animals understand we are not their enemy. We are just there to observe. Okay. Uh, would you would you do that on land with the land animals? It would be a completely different animal because obviously the lions yeah, prey as well, and then you wouldn't be able to watch it like that. Mm, yeah, that's true. Uh, <clears throat> you've got about twenty years of experience. In the twenty years, has there been any other experiences that have like stood out for you, or when you've been uh, diving, or something that you've seen uh, that really really stood out for you? Uh, there is uh, too many for this program. Um, there is every day at sea is different. Every experience is is worth a story, and there is lots. I mean, just to throw some at you, we were we were able in two thousand and eight to document the first time ever um, an orca preying on a dolphin, and uh, we took images on that, which went around the world. Um, that was unknown before, and uh, after our images were published. Um, more people were aware of it, and then that behavior was actually seen all over the world, from Norway to California to New Zealand. And there was lots of incidents where, where suddenly people were able to see orcas uh, hunting on dolphins. Um, that was quite unique, um, but there are many more. It's just too much to talk about it, I guess, in, in, in your time frame. <laughs> Okay, lovely. You mentioned that uh, the bride whale actually took you in. Tell us about the bride whale. What is so special about this whale, Reina? Well, the brooder whale is a baleen whale, which uh, doesn't have teeth. They have baleen, and they oh. use the baleen to filter the water through their throat, push the water out, and keep uh, fish and plankton inside and then swallow it. Um, it's a fin whale species, and uh, they're relatively common in South Africa, um, the southern hemisphere, and uh, fin whales uh, are basically common all over the world. Okay. All right, so the listeners, any questions? We have just about a minute and a half left before we terminate the program. Uh, the WhatsApp number is 072-786-1548, 072-786-1548. Any questions you have, send it to us as well. So regarding this, we find that, uh, you know, what, is this, what has this experience taught you, uh, Reina? Well, we, we obviously realize that the whales are much more sensitive when, than, than we can imagine because coming out of a situation like that without even a, a black spot or a bruise is quite amazing. So it has um, added a feature into our company, Expertus, to where we now consult um, marine um, uh, consulting and marine training all over the world. We've, we've been recently to uh, Santa Helena, to uh, Indonesia and to the Azores, where we basically teach operators and partially also governmental bodies on how to identify and engage with um, whales, dolphins, and sharks. 
and to basically understand certain marine dynamics like currents and influences a construction or building would have. And uh, yeah, presently we are we are in talks with um, some countries in the Middle East, and it would be nice if if there is more awareness out and if we can help support the oceans uh, by doing so. Okay, I'm going to ask you one question. Are there any stories and incidents of, uh, you know, where people were actually taken in by the way? There was a story I came across uh, regarding uh, James Bartley, but uh, I think there was nothing to really corroborate his report. Any other incidents where humans were taken in by the whales? Um, Apart from the biblical story, which also obviously there is no pictures about, and Pinocchio, um, I have not heard any similar incidents. Okay. All right. Thanks so much for the information. Nice talking to you, Raina. Final remarks from your side, sir. No, it's been a pleasure to be on your program. And uh, if anyone wants to get more information directly, um, you can go onto our website, expert-tours.com, and uh, find the email and you can ask questions or uh, interest if, if you are interested in any of what we do. Okay, lovely. Check as Raina, one WhatsApp coming through. It says, not all people are lucky as you're doing research and study about them. Uh, great. Thanks, Raina, for your information. Take care, Raina Skimf. Nice talking to you. So have a lovely weekend. Bye-bye. Thank you very much indeed. Same to you guys and all to your listeners. Thank you, sir. Bye-bye. Cheers. Yeah, so Malona, both Rainer and his wife, the expedition specialist, is a marine wildlife photographer, conservationist as well. Both of them stay in South Africa. They accompany dive tours and expeditions. They are skippers as well. They're wildlife photographers and, uh, you know, uh, they've got quite a bit of nominations as well. Uh, he was nominated African Wildlife Marine Photographer of the Year as well. And he's been interviewed for several documentaries, leading programs by Discovery, National Geographic, etc. And uh, also, uh, you know, they, they, they have the company called Expert Tours and the whole specialized type tours in Africa, Norway, and also the other destinations. But uh, really a story, Malana, been taken in by a whale.